We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 Super Bowl bye week, Pro Pro Bowl week. I guess maybe we can make some Pro Bowl picks, but we're going to talk Tom Brady retirement, some breaking head coaching news, some head coaching vacancies, and all stuff to do with the NFL. Maybe we'll squeeze in some Winter Olympics talk, because Cus loves the Olympics so, so much. Remember to smash the like button to the episode, sub to Mayo Media Network, help us time code in the comments section, and we'll be doing a Cus Corner Mini at some point, so always Go check the time codes to everything. You want to stay on top of the Pro Bowl. You want to stay on top of DraftKings Showdown Contest, which are coming out in full force for the Super Bowl this year. Or maybe USFL, which I hear DraftKings is actually going to be doing. And we're going to have all of that at runthesims.com. Runthesims.com slash Mayo will get you that discount. Jeff Feinberg, I think that we should just bring him right in off the top so we can hop right in this. I know that we don't normally do this. Are, Are you okay if we bring him in right now? To bring me in well not you in the other member of the team yeah bring them in right now i'm okay the coin is right here and the coin is not having a very good playoffs for picks dead last actually losing to tim undergust tim undergust that is not my name but i'm glad to see i'm getting some modicum of revenge over that coin yeah the coin cannot catch you uh, after last week, Jeff and I both went 2-0, and but you and the coin both went 0-2. Pretty savvy copying the coin's pick, so the coin couldn't catch up to you. So <laughs> you need to get... The, Jeff is uh, disqualified from winning the playoff pick He is 6-6 six and six in the playoffs. After going 0-2, Tim, you slipped to 7-5. and five. I leaped you by going 2-0, and oh, by going 8-4. and four. So you need to get the Super Bowl right. I need to get the Super Bowl wrong, and we tie... For the playoffs, but you said your initial lean is the Rams. Is that your official pick? So, or are you going to change it? I well, for SEO purposes, my official pick can't come till next week's show. So, I mean, yes, my initial lean is to the Rams, but 
I could change my mind. There seems to be a lot of steam coming towards St. Louis, and I, the Bengals are. If the if they're if they're like six or six and a half points, like at that point, you start thinking that's kind of maybe too many. I don't know, but I'm sticking with the Rams right now. Uh, but we'll see. I, I I could change my mind. I'm open to that. Jeff, do you see it getting to six and a half? It's at four and a half at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. I can't imagine because uh, everyone I talk to like Cincinnati. <laughs> So like Tim, I also like St. Louis as he proclaimed in that last. Uh, did I do that? You did. Yeah. Los yeah. Angeles. Sorry. Los Angeles. Oh. Um, I lean, I lean Los Angeles. I've actually already bet Los Angeles at the minus four. As I saw the smart people saying like, you should get it. Cause it's going to move to four and a half. And if I want to bail on it, I feel like I can, but uh, I made that early early big move on LA when you really break it down it does seem like outside of the fourth quarter week 18 versus the Rams the end of the Bucks game they've played pretty close to some flawless football over the last six weeks um yeah I lean the Rams I don't like it you say everybody's on the Bengals but I can swear I know at least one person who won't be on the Bengals who and uh, somebody who comes on your uh, your Friday show. Well, we'll see about that. It'll be Thursday this week, Friday next week. I, what I wanted to do was have a super show with you two, Cam and Pozzola, but logistics are not making that possible because Cam is traveling to Los Angeles to be on Radio Row this year. When is he traveling there? I believe on Sunday. He's there Monday through Saturday. And then, like us, take off before the Super Bowl because, you know, got to get a well, dodge. I- that's the way to do it, but uh, that's too bad. I think a super show would have been a, it would be and still is a great idea, but that's too bad. Yeah. So Pizzola, he, it, go go ahead. It, I was gonna say Pozzola is quite a marvel. I've been with Pozzola where he doesn't even pick a side in the Super Bowl. I, I've gone Super Bowls where I haven't bet on like a team to win the Super Bowl. That when you and I back Carolina against Denver and I lost <laughs> all my money. Uh, that wasn't but this was, that wasn't a fun night. <laughs> I guess, but this was also before like the prop market was as pronounced as it is right now. Either like a big national championship or a final four. Like, you know, I'm sucker for a TV game. Like, that's why I have the most respect for Pozzola out of any uh, Lord Gambler that I know, because he, he will just never budge if it doesn't work. He doesn't even like betting golf majors that are at courses we've never been to before because he's got nothing to model them with. So you're saying he wouldn't parlay an A-10 college basketball game with a golf winner just to get that extra juice? Go Richmond Spiders. (laughs) (laughs) Are you shocked that almost every book, DraftKings Sportsbook included, has props out already? No, I bet you they were working on it during championship week in the anticipation that the quicker they can get the props up, the better, right? I I think there are limits. No, I agree. But remember, Jeff, like even back at fantasy days, it would be like the Wednesday before the Super Bowl until they release these. Yeah, it would be like we can't you would want to make content as quick as possible just to get it out there for it to live before you did your week of content. And it was literally like you're sort of just waiting for for places to put the odds out i'm sure you could get some advantageous numbers that people are projecting to move i'm sure their limits are a lot lower this early because they don't want to get burned but sort of like a golf board pat that first touchdown board is bad 
It's bad. It's sort of like you have to wait for it to normalize to just look like a normal primetime game. But right now the books are like, if you want to bet someone to score the first touchdown, like if you need that crack two weeks before, you can eat some, like, here, eat these. <laughs> but I am like, you know, we've experienced it that at some point that board will normalize to look like a relatively normal primetime football game. Yeah. Um, who is it? Meet Sean Stasiak. What the hell is that guy from Notre Dame who dropped the touchdown, Tim? Sadowski. Yeah. Casado. Yeah. He was yeah. he was the only one that I saw that had a reasonable touchdown number for first touchdown because he was 65 to one. Like half the guys like they're still pricing up like Uzma and Higby. We don't know whether or not they're playing or not yet. It looks like they're both going to be game time decisions. I don't know how Uzma is going to play in this game, but like their first touchdowns, it's pronounced. So give me Uzama. honestly, but I, I even had a Drew sample 100 to one in the AFC title. He's game 22 there. to one. I had him 100 to 1. For, I know it's because Uzma is probably out, so he becomes tight end one. But yeah, so I've been thinking about Drew Sample ever since Uzma took the cart. Uh, you know, watching that AFC title game before the cut, well, before it turned into a blowout, which turned into a comeback. Um, so I'll probably still bet Drew Sample, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I mean, like 22 to 1 might be the number that you end up getting on him at first touchdown, which is not great for Drew Sample. Yeah, that would suck. But if he's still tight end number one, you're out there, you play those, you know, you play that entire red zone snap fest and you get the football. That's all like my qualifiers for being a worthy first touchdown bet are, are you on the field? Do you get looks if it's first and goal at the seven? Well, I, I would just rather bet Tyler Boyd over Sample at that point. Like, they're basically the same number. Boyd is 20 to 1, Sample's 22 to 1. I know. I totally I, agree. I, I know Boyd I is going to be on the field. <laughs> I'll be honest. When I looked at it, I didn't see any, like, glaring bad num like, glaring good numbers that I needed to bet right away. Um, I just saw the elite players at 4 to 1 and kind of laughed and said, I'll look at these again. In, in a little bit, but, but I agree with that. I would rather have Boyd at 20 than sample at 22. Tim on yeah. the weekend, uh, when you tweeted out that it was over for the Kansas city chiefs, and then you started telling us, see if the chiefs win, that's proof that there's no cursed since you cursed them. Is that proof that the curse exists? No, I did not quote unquote curse anybody. I thought as nine, as, as everybody who basically isn't a friend or family member of someone on the Cincinnati Bengals thought that the game was over. And I was ex simply expressing the zeitgeist that the, the chiefs looked unstoppable in that game because the Bengals couldn't get pressure. Things flipped. You've, I've never seen adjustments in a second half quite like that. And it's to the credit exclusively of the Cincinnati Bengals for the way they played. I, you know, they, they just out thought out coached and outplayed the chiefs in every component of the game. And uh, that, that, uh, there's nothing else really to be said about that. I, to call it quote unquote, a curse is to take away from the credit that is due to the Bengals, which is where it should be. No, I think so, you can uh, understand the credit should go to you. I agree. Paul and I both hit 12 to one money line winners on the Bengals. Great. That's purely coincidental. I I'm happy that you won, but it has nothing to do with me. But that's the only reason we bet it. Okay. Well, that's fine. But like, I got, I get things right all the time, but I don't get credit. 
in the last two years, I picked four teams to make the two Super Bowls, and three of those four teams have made the Super Bowl from the preseason picks. But no one talks about that. No, they would rather talk about the one outside spot where I got something wrong that everybody in the in the whole world thought, uh, as I did. And you think I was the only person who was expounding on Twitter that the game had come to its conclusion when it was twenty-one to three? I don't think so. So uh, don't don't blame me. I, I will take no responsibility. None. How are your mentions? They were bad, but you know what? I mean, I'm used to, at this point in life. I'm kind of used to are bad. You, a, you see yourself as a savant of history, correct? Like you're very well read. Yeah, um, I suppose. Yeah, you, you would consider like... I don't 10, know if I use the word savant, but yeah, I would say I'm knowledgeable about the past. And would you say that like, you can't learn anything from your past, your calls, and how the audience and, and your fans or detractors, like there's a pattern that you develop and you see how this is going to play in say next year's custies when you're defending your most insane title. Well, we'll, we'll come into that because it's currently a three against one battle in that campaign. And I'm very discouraged by the way that campaign is going. Well, what do you mean? Well, it's, it's, it's a, it's listen, we're all trying not to win most insane. Well, I don't but that's see... not what we're trying to do. You're just simply trying to drive all the votes in one direction. You could say vote for Jeff or Tim. I could, I'm, would... but I'm saying vote for Tim because that's who I voted so you're, for. But I, I, are... I have a vote. I voted. I'm telling people who I voted for. I voted for you Tim. Shouldn't, you as the host should not be taking a I, I am on the ballot. So, if you, so why do you get to campaign against Jeff? You're a guest on the show. Why do you get to campaign? But I can't say anything. Someone who is an option in the same category? I'm not a host. You and Paul are also such fringe third and fourth party candidates. Uh, I, I think that the audience is pretty big to call us fringe, Tim. At least that's what I've been hearing on the social medias. You would, neither of you will acquire even 4% of the vote. You wouldn't, if this were the United States, you wouldn't even hit the threshold to be on the debate stage. So yeah, when I say fringe, I mean fringe. Uh, this is a two-horse race, and it's incredibly close, and it could go either way. I think numbers are suggesting that Jeff is. is what do you know stage. about the about how close it is? All I don't know. All I know is I have been told that this is a battle, and it could go in either direction. <laughs> I don't know the final result, and no one will know the final result until the time comes outside of the people who tabulate. But it's going to be so very close, which is why people need to get out and they need to vote for Jeff. But to say that the Chiefs. My chief's prediction is like, oh, you don't understand history. Well, you're just applying the gambler's fallacy, Jeff. That, oh, well, you know, the you know, we've we've seen six. No, I'm saying your history. Hours, like, so. you have a track record of rising, like, of rising the dead when it comes to projecting things to be over. Yeah, well, I don't. I think I have magical cursing powers. I don't believe that. Well, I mean, we have an entire awards based around these predictions that fail. Well, that's not entirely true. Many of them are just based on bad takes or unpopular opinions. Not, you know, there's one or two categories that revolve around coincidences. But look, when you express yourself as often as I do, you're apt, as it's a numbers game, you're apt to get quite a few things wrong. But to say that I, that I was doing something other than anybody, everybody thought as I did that the Chiefs had the game wrapped up. So did you. So did everybody else. There's no one who didn't. It's true. I mean, I wagered real money on the other side of it. Just as a gag to be funny. And uh, yeah, there's one thing I love to do is just waste all my money, Tim. Okay. Well, my, you shouldn't be taking sides against me or Jeff. 
I don't want you saying go out and vote for Jeff either. I want you to take no sides. I think you should. I think I think people should vote for Tim in the Custies right now. You can click on the link. It's this in the election description. is being Tim. stolen from me. Stolen oh, it's be. Oh, it's a rigged election, is it, Tim? It's starting to sound like it. If the if the arbitrator. So wait. So, so so why I'm not, I'm not the arbitrator of the election. I'm literally running against you in this category. You are, You're basically fucking Putin right now. You're saying that my opposition can can't campaign. Sorry. You're not a genuine opposition because you know you can't. Oh, win. I'm so, I'm sorry. You you were talking. You were calling out Paul on last week's show. How you're coming for him next? <laughs> Actually, I said I was coming for you. No, you said no, Paul. Who did he say? He called you out by name that maybe he'll be in third next year because Paul will take his spot. No, I thought I said that about you taking. Oh, so spot. so you're coming at me now, so you can campaign against me, I'm but I'm not allowed to campaign against you. I'm not campaigning against you in this election. I'm campaigning against one person. You're hosting the the whole platform. You're the one who's put on videos, who's promoted this. You should be neutral. I think that you're you're swaying the vote against me. Well, and isn't Paul creating your memes? No, no. You know what? We have a campaign. That's all you <laughs> need to know. We have a campaign that's putting together memes. And, and Pat has his own interests. Like, you're you're so obnoxious. Like, to have to live with I am you. not that's, obnoxious. That's, that's twice that. today someone called you obnoxious. Je Jeff would I've not know that, that either. No one has ever called me that before. And you said I, that, and then we instantly found multiple occasions of people calling you obnoxious, which you then I, just I said, take, I didn't remember that. I take great offense to that. I, I don't think it's true. No, when you get on but, some stances where you're so, like, on where you're so far away from what most people are thinking, uh, and then you get obnoxious about how right you are. Like this one, toaster breakfast. Tim claimed that a toaster could be used for a variety of breakfast items, including pancakes and French toast. It can be. <laughs> Have so you never seen, you don't walk down the freezer aisles. So you don't know what so people insane. actually, Imagine you don't that. know what people in the real world buy. I, I would I would wager Tim that people in the real world actually make their own French toast in a frying pan. Sometimes they do, but some people no. are on the go. They're busy. I, I, you know what? I want to hear from you, the people out there, uh, on your split between using the toaster to make French toast and making it in a frying pan. It was just like when I told Pizzola that you use olive oil for your grilled cheese sandwiches. He was just astonished. Well. We did a poll, and there were quite a few people who took that side. Not the majority, by any means. What was the split? Like what was the split? Like 20% of no, people are whatever. No, it was not. No, it was not. No, it was not. It sounds like you really misremember this stuff a lot. Anyway. Take no sides. Vote for Jeff. Vote for Jeff. The vote is close, people. We're coming into the business end of this campaign. Lend me your vote. You know that Jeff is the insane person. You know that I'm not. I'm asking for your vote. I'm asking... For your vote, we can take down that name off my board. We can put it up. Why would we take the name off the board? Because as Ga as Garyan pointed out, it doesn't say most insane person. And now Garyan is ganging up against me. They wonder why I say this election is all being stacked. Well, you you came out and complained that it was getting light out too early during the day. It is. It yeah. is. And pe as people, by and large, don't like it being dark 24-7. So once it's lighter into the evening, people like that. You come out against that, and Gary, and just you, you broke the poor guy. I'm dispirited. I mean, as we're recording, it's half past five, and it's not dark out. And I am sad about that. It means that it's getting lighter and lighter and lighter. And 
soon, like it's seven o'clock in the evening, like you couldn't go to bed early anymore because it's really light outside. It just makes me makes me feel glum. Okay, that's how I feel. You have but, a nightlight. Yes, I find that nightlight comforting. I like a nightlight in the dark rather than the actual light. I'm sorry, is that strange? Okay, well, I guess it's strange, but that's what I like. No, I, but you see, can't go to sleep because you can't okay, close the blinds. We're to the point now. Gotta, where, we're you'll to still the point have to now. turn on your nightlight. Look, we're to the point now where it doesn't matter what I say. People are going to vote for you no matter what now. Well, they're going to vote for you because you are the most insane. Well, we have two things coming up. We have the Custies panel, which should come out sometime within the next two weeks, uh, where we review each of the categories and go over them and talk about what the heavy favorites are going to be. Who's on the panel? I can't. It'll be a surprise when it all comes out. People you know, Tim. Oh, and I I have no doubt that it will be people that I know. I'm just curious as to whom. That's all. I I was going to give you a good suggestion for that panel. Oh, who, who, who was your suggestion? Uh, a Bronstetter. He's on it. Okay, good. Yeah, I, just you see, Pat's it, always steps ahead. He it, didn't even need that suggestion. It, it, it's Bronstetter, Kenny Kim, and someone else who Cust has met in real life, who was one of my friends growing up. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so last week on the show, Jeff, do you recall when Cust went really silent? about when we were talking about Netflix and Amazon Prime and the logins and everything like that, like he'd really violated something? Yeah, he was nervous that the multi-accounting would result in him, you know, facing some sort of trouble. He gets super paranoid with that information being out there. So I woke up to four separate texts from Tim the next night after the show was released that he was having a panic attack because, Tim, (laughs) why? So the show comes out on Wednesday. So Wednesday evening, I think it was Wednesday evening. I get an email at like 11 o'clock my time from an email address stating, and just the title of the email just was written in such a way that it looked legit. And it just said a cease and desist letter. Uh, I see people can't see this, but I can see Jeff and he's laughing and it's hard for me to tell the story. (laughs) And I can see this image. Uh, so I get this email. Now, it, it's written very professionally. And it just says, we've been made aware that you have uh, been sharing information, et cetera, et cetera. And this is a violation of the terms of agreement. And therefore, this you are to immediately cease and desist this or legal action will be taken against you. And you will be subject to a, a charge. And the fact that it was a, a dollar and a cent amount that was really specific also like to maybe feel like this was real legit. And so, and then said I would be uh, subject to a charge as well for violations of terms of service. And like the person seemed like a real person and the email address had the word Netflix in it. And yes, it came from a Gmail account that people are using. I don't, I think Netflix and Google might even be affiliated, right? So it wouldn't be anything for Netflix to send something from a Gmail. That, that, that didn't seem uncharacteristic. So at this point, you no, know, there's always that nagging thought in the back of your head that someone's trying to pull the wool over your eyes because it's me and I know what people are like. But at the same time, I th- had, the more I did inquiries into this, the more I thought this had to be legit. 
And I began to freak. I looked at the clock. I said, well, this is only like seven o'clock in California. And that yeah, lawyers all work those billable hours. So they could, e this, this, this lawyer could easily be working at seven or eight o'clock at night, their time. So I get the letter. I, I'm starting to freak. I'm thinking, okay, so what do I do? What's my next step? I have to change a password. I never changed a password on the Netflix before to prevent people from sharing. I wouldn't even know what to do. So I jump into the system and then I change my password and then I change it again just to be sure. So I change it twice and then I delete all the sub, uh, they're not accounts, but I don't know how else to describe them, profiles in the Netflix that weren't mine. So I deleted all those. And then as I'm forwarding the email and texting Pat, certain that I'm in a heap of trouble, then I think, oh God, all right. So I guess I have to go to court over this. And so I started to look up where in California Netflix was, what are the rules to travel there? Cause I'm gonna probably have to go to court starting to look at like what flights were like to there, how long like the legal process might take. So I know when to go to California. I was up all night pacing back and forth, trying to figure this stuff out. I, I, was, I, I was very, 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 very worked up. And just, I was just freaked, completely freaked. And it's one of those things where, you know there's still 10% of you that thinks Maybe this is just a gag. Maybe someone is trying to get one on you, but like it's too close of a call. And I just felt like it couldn't be that. And so it wasn't until the next morning that I get a message from Patrick indicating that, yeah, this was all just a ruse to get you going. And then what at first I was hit by an overwhelming sense of relief and then by a sense of, I am such a moron. I can't <laughs> believe this happened to me. But the sense of relief overpowered that. And so that's the story. You got one on me. Good work. Uh, congratulations. I was absolutely panicked. Good work. I like you the, got. Okay, so here's the email. Mr. Anderson, it's been brought to our attention that you have had multiple users utilizing your personal Netflix account. This is a violation of the agreed upon terms of services. Please cease and desist from using outside IP addresses. <laughs> using this account or legal action will be taken. Now, here's the best part and why I'm confused about why you were looking at flights because you thought you were going to court in California. We have also retroactively submitted a charge of $145.79 to the account for unauthorized usage. Regards, Jared Levy, Netflix Senior Counsel, who apparently uses his Gmail address to message people. <laughs> jlevy.netflix at gmail.com, Jeff. Oh. Tim, have you ever sent money to a Norwegian prince? No, I haven't. But here's the thing. It was just like, I figured that, of course, I can track my IP addresses because they know where I live. Yeah, but, but, but here's the thing. Are you saying that you're not allowed to use Netflix outside of your house? Yeah, but that's not what IP addresses mean, right? I mean, like, it's my personal, like, yeah, internet. So, so let's say you were on your computer at my house. You wouldn't be allowed to use your Netflix? Well, that would be my IP address. No, it wouldn't. Even though I'm using your no, Wi-Fi data, it's my IP address because it's my like thumbprint going onto the internet. Well, Tim, I uh, no, it's it's the IP address of where you're connected, like whose internet you're using. Yeah. So you are you, and you use it on multiple devices. So let's say that you were on your computer watching it as you love to do. Well, I don't know. I didn't know. What if you I were streaming it on your iPad or your phone from a separate location? You know, I don't know these things. I didn't know. I got very anxious and nervous and I fell for it. So good work, Aaron. I mean, I, look, and the, look, no hard feelings. Obviously, it's really funny that you got it over on me. You're like, great. Uh, but like, you got me. Uh, I'm caught. 
I believed it. I thought it was real. I was preparing to preparing for the worst because that's what I do. I prepare for the worst. And well, you were supposed to be booking trips to LA for the Super Bowl. So now yeah. you're just booking them to go to court. Yeah, I was concerned. I was concerned. I started looking up like California law and like, do you have to get a lawyer? Can you represent yourself? I it's was right in Beverly Hills, pretty yeah. much. Also, the only people that re represent themselves, Tim, are insane people. You know that, right? Well, I mean, sure, on like serious charges, but like on something like this, I imagine one acts as one's own solicitor. I don't really know. I mean, if you want to go up against big Netflix, you probably should have a some good legal representation, not someone who is Googling California law. Look, I wasn't I, I didn't I, I didn't know. OK, <laughs> I didn't know. I was very concerned and you weren't answering my messages, which I thought at that time of night, you, there was still a real good chance you should answer those messages. Why You messaged me at like quarter, like almost midnight. It wasn't even midnight yet. It I, wasn't midnight. Yeah, I have two little kids, Tim, that I wake up with at five in the morning. Yeah, midnight's midnight's yeah, out of the midnight is out of the feels question. Like midnight. Yeah, and midnight is out of the question for me during a weeknight. Yeah, eight p.m. feels like uh, midnight. What got me the most was when you said he deleted all the profiles <laughs> on me. Yeah, my wife was pissed because it saved it. it yeah, deleted exactly. the profiles. It, it erased all of her like history of like the shows that she watches. Well, yeah, probably all her why that happened. Oh yeah, she thought it was hilarious. Okay, well, like then, like don't be mad at me. I was doing my due diligence so that when they went through my IP address, <laughs> they wouldn't realize that I had other profiles or whatever. We explained to you that it wasn't illegal to do that last week. Yeah, but like you're not an attorney. And I got an email from somebody purporting to be an attorney or something. So I was like, okay, I'm sold. Oh, Tim. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, it is funny. I get it. I admit that I was got. And it, it I mean, obviously to the outside person, of course it looks really funny. It was funny. It's a good practical joke. I have enough self-awareness to know that and, and appreciate that. But at the time, yeah, got me good. Okay. Well, I think anything's going to fall important. Let's talk some football here. So we have one, we have one of two. Now I, I don't think I would have fallen for the I old at gmail.com tip. Well, like I said, Netflix and Google could very well be co-owned. I don't know how that works. Like it, Netflix works for Google or Google works for Netflix. Everyone uses the Gmail these days. So that's nothing extraordinary. So do you think it's not that big of a deal if people use their Gmail address? I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised if people use their Gmail addresses for all sorts of things. Okay. So when they send you legal documents from a company. Well, I had read that a cease and desist letter could could just be a verbal warning. It didn't even have to be. A, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I don't pretend to be a lawyer. But you want to represent I, yourself. It was late at night. I was very concerned. Mm -hmm. I knew you weren't going to answer me after you didn't answer after the next five minutes. I knew, well, there's just no sleep for me tonight. I'm just going to stew over this until I find out in the morning. And I just started pacing. And as people may or may not know, I've been off cigarettes for over two weeks. And so that wasn't helping either. Cause like, usually I could just like have a couple of smokes maybe and that would calm me down, but that wasn't an option. So I just paced. We are proud of you that you have quit smoking that I will not Thank take you. away from you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's getting harder every day, not easier, but maybe it'll get easier someday. Okay. 
Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted something a bit more nutritious and filling in the morning rather than pounding my body full of carbs and feeling logy the entire day. But that's not been a problem since I started taking Athletic Greens. I have more energy. Uh, I'm feeling full throughout the course of the day, not going back and snacking. And just my energy level is so much higher. I'm getting my probiotics. I'm going to the can a ton. It's great. Feel great. Whole food source superfoods are included. 75 high quality vitamins and aptogens to help start my day right. It's been fantastic. I've been feeling a lot better throughout the course of the day. And people think green juice, it tastes like crap. Now, Athletic Greens doesn't. It actually tastes pretty good. I even gave some to Paul. I gave some to my wife. And now I can give some to you. That's coming up in a second though. But it's a... Lifestyle friendly, whether you're on keto or paleo or vegan or dairy free or gluten, it all works for you. Like you can take it no matter what diet that you're doing or what your health restrictions are, you can take take the athletic greens. Tons of people are taking some kind of multivitamins and it's important to choose which of the high quality ingredients your body is actually going to absorb. But with AG1 Athletic Greens, you get them all in one. You don't have to have like 8,000 pills laying around in a schedule for them. Just take Athletic Greens. You'll be good and it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. And the founder of Athletic Greens, he founded it when he was experiencing a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to cut to recover. It costs him $100 per day. This doesn't. $3 per day is all that it's going to take. Right now, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mayo. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash mayo to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Well, there's two stories we can talk about. I want to talk about some of the NFL coaching vacancies, but right before we came on air, this Brian Flores news broke, which is, I don't even have the entire gist of the story as of yet, or we can talk about Tom Brady retiring first. Which one would you like to talk about? <clears throat> Let's talk about Tom Brady retiring, unretiring, and retiring. Well, I mean, he didn't retire in the first place. Just, Just curious how that, that all works. If he's going to retire two days later, why come out and be so forceful in your denial just to do it two days later. I'm not, that's something seems strange to me about that. He wanted me, he wanted me to be the one to announce it and he got scooped by Schefter. So he's like, no, not retiring. Sorry, pal. I thought he might play the whole season out of spite. He's capable of that. Maybe I guess not that maybe you have a misread on old Tom Brady. Look, I I'm happy that for his sake, he retired and he's relatively healthy. It seems and I'm glad that he won another Super Bowl with a team other than the Patriots, so I can spend the rest of my life pretending like that was the most important Super Bowl he ever won. And, uh, yeah, I mean, sort of half tongue-in-cheek, but half serious. I got to, quote, tweet a beautiful photo today of Zach Wilson and Brady sort of uh, slapping arms, and basically you had 50 years, of what I hope is 50 to 55 years of NFL history there with a guy who started in the year 2000 as a star and the guy who's going to end in like 2040 or something as a star. Like one can hope Well, that sort of an iconic photo. You, you say that's an iconic photo. Is it? You said, one hopes it will, you will said, be. you said, no, well, you, that's not what you were. You, you tweeted torch being passed as if this is what's happening. Now I did have to bring up some of your previous tweets that just mentioned, imagine thinking Darnold isn't next level. Good Gino ice. He's earned the name. 
Well, without without Mike White, this offense was doomed. Laying down a marker, Hackenberg is going to prove to be a very able NFL QB. I'm not scared. So I don't know if you're the one to really project out these Jets quarterbacks. Well, Geno Ice. <laughs> well, look, but that was me making fun of people. Oh, I'm just, sure, sure, sure it was. They had just beaten the Falcons as big underdogs on Monday Night Football. So I was sort of taking a, a shot at, at Matt Ryan in that tweet. So that, that's slightly different than the rest of them, if you understand the context. Gino and the Darnold one, I was just quoting the things that Jeff was saying every week, too. So don't hold that against me. Well, here's the thing, Jeff. Did you see the Brady stuff, like, when he made his initial announcement, how, like, triggered Patriots fans got that he didn't thank the Patriots right away? Well, there's a photo of him in a Buccaneers jersey leaving Gillette from earlier this year after a win. Like, he does nothing accidentally. So it was clearly, even if it was just playful, it, it, was, it was a bit of a shot, which is great. I loved it. I would assume at some point, I mean, if he doesn't retire, even do the one day thing as a Patriot, that he would is. be pretty weird. He is um, doing the one day thing. So then who cares? Whatever. I don't know. That but was that's because Boston sports fans are very fragile. It doesn't matter how many championships that their city has won. They have a victim complex. It assumes that everybody is out to get their franchises and belittles their accomplishments all the time. But it's not true, Sully. We all know that the Red Sox and the Celtics and the Patriots and the Bruins have been very successful over the last 25 years. You don't need to tell us all the time how wicked great the cool teams are in Boston, all right? We know they're good. We're aware that they're good. Thanks. Yeah, you won six Super Bowls with Tom. Terrific. He's so awesome. We know. Okay. That's one of your better impressions. That was, yeah. I would say that's ranked number one, like definitively of best impressions that you do. Like yep. him being a Boston masshole. It's just the, 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 the worst. Like they get their dander up about the most infantile things. And it's like, oh, you're not letting us know that people don't realize the goat came from, is played in Boston. Oh, really? Yes, we all lived in caves for the last 25 years and don't know that he was a Patriot for most of his career. And obviously will be remembered as a Patriot. Like stop being so fragile. Stop. This is why people despise Boston sports fans by and large is because how they act, because they have no ability to have any chill. None. It's so annoying. So Jeff, this, I'll go ahead. No, you go. I I don't want to change the subject. No, no, I, I was going to change the subject. I was just going to say, I, I mean, speaking of no chill, I make a, a snarky comment Sunday and, and, you know, the kingdom came, came after me, you know, the, the precious, the precious chiefs are still waiting for triplets. Like they, the, the, like they were promised triplets, but they only birthed one child and uh, we're all still waiting. We're all still waiting. And that burns me because you know how much, and you feel the same way, how much I'd give to just have one? Just give me one. Yeah, but, but they, could you like, could you know? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You say that now, but could you imagine if the Jets win the Super Bowl next year? You'd be counting off eight in a row or something like no, that. No, no, quite the opposite. I would Come be so on. I'd be so content and so mellow for the next like five, six, seven years. Like I'm... I am not one of these people who believes I'm entitled to multiple Super Bowls, despite how good my quarterback is. They won one game, and they was like, "Let's go through the schedule." I don't see another loss. Yeah, I know because I have got a booking 
as I joked earlier about, because he had to book his court date, uh, he was looking for 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 accommodations to stay Super Bowl week because the Jets were going to be there when they won their first game this year. Look, because I don't have anything, Jeff. I don't have that Super Bowl to hang things off of. If I did have that, like Chiefs fans do have, the idea that they would be uh, an emotional wreck after a tough loss, like the Bills went through a tough time two weeks two weeks ago well they haven't won anything they're a joke of a franchise of course they're upset when they have a pretty good team and they lose in a in a terrible way the chiefs won the super bowl two years ago and we're in it last year how how dare they how dare they when people like myself and jeff are on the edge of nothing uh just praying for table scraps and we'll celebrate that like it's so annoying like give me that one super bowl i'll you won't i I won't be that annoying fan i'll be calm and cool if we go own 17 the next five years i'll say that's nice do you remember when we won super bowl 57 like that's all i need that's all i need just give it okay folks i just need to cut him off right now because i promise you you know he's lying and in the same way you think winning one vote versus me would do it for him it wouldn't like he would be annoying forever And Tim, you like, I get the concept of being a fan and hoping their team goes to the Super Bowl. Your team was always bad from preseason through season. You looking at like LA hotels when the Jets won their first game was really a weird move. That being said, I agree with so much of what you said. And I like Chiefs fans, I'm sorry, they're literally probably becoming what they hated Patriot fans. For. and the game ends i've been hanging out with my buddies it's been a couple minutes and i literally tweet something like bye ba- bye bitch with like the silly side face quirky face emoji and make a comment how much i enjoy you know because i'm an also ran it, when the bengals make the super bowl that makes a charger fan feel good it makes a jet fan feel good it oh, makes absolutely. a lion fan feel good i'm sure bills fans are still recovering but you know, I'm sure they enjoyed seeing not only the Chiefs lose, but another just downtrodden team. And teams like us need to live and die so teams like the Chiefs and the Patriots can fly. Yes, and if okay? the Bengals can do it, you can do it, and I right. can do it. Exactly. But that being said, Chiefs fans are like, you should be more classy than that. Duh, duh, duh. Shut up. Shut up. They don't know how good We're they've got it. How dare they? Starters. We're division rivals. Okay, like I don't need to cheer for you. I have cheese fatigue to begin with. Okay, and that's because you're amazing and you're great. And if I just set Super Bowl 57 odds, you're probably my favorite because you still are where the AFC will probably go through. That being said, no one gives a shit and we can enjoy you losing because football fans probably do have cheese fatigue. I do. You're a division rival. I need a cheer to see you in another Super Bowl. And I'm allowed to see you enjoy losing. And you're allowed to laugh at me because I'm a Charger fan who's never won anything and can take joy out of you losing. You're allowed to think that's sad too. That's okay. It's all part of the orbit in which the NFL exists. Shitty loser teams like me need to exist. So Yeah, but what's the, what's the greater sin? Uh, you or me being salty at, at, and taking schadenfreude in the misfortune of super successful teams or fans of super successful teams who have no idea how good they have it and don't understand how terrible it and obnoxious it is 
to, to rag on those of us who have nothing when they have everything. It's, uh, it's not a good look for, for them. Well, I don't not, think they're it's... not going out of their way to rag on you. It's you ragging on them gets them all defensive. Yeah, I get it in the I moment, wouldn't, but, see, I, but wouldn't I didn't like at anybody and by bitch can mean a lot of things. It just mean by Brittany, by Jackson. See, I well, is, I think that loss. we were that is the great loss. We were no, that I agree with Tim. That is the great, great loss, loss of these two weeks. I would have loved. No, to I see. disagree. No, Chad, I give me a just hook Jackson Mahomes into my veins. Whatever. Just, I would have liked to have seen all of his Super Bowl TikToks. I I bet they would have been really good. The the amount of just pure triggered people online over Jackson Mahomes just would have fueled me for two weeks. I did one read every single like I hate this guy so much. What does he ever do? He is just a TikTok person. Why does he make so much money? I could make so much money. Like, come on, man. Hey, yeah, that man, hey, that is the only reason that you would want to see. I think actually that's the main reason. I would. We'll, I'll close this point. part by saying um, I actually probably a bad number and I'll re up again if it gets bigger uh, and I'll re up at 30 to one when Rogers becomes a Bronco, but I dropped a brick on the chargers to win the super bowl uh, this week already. Cause books were releasing super bowl 57 odds. <laughs> Which 20- big sky basketball game. Did you parlay it with none? He's using all of his Luke list money right now. He's got tons of money. Yeah, to yeah. So I dropped a brick and it was one of those where they had to send it for review for trading and i bet you those guys at the 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 couple guys that had to clear it were just laughing at me like you sure you don't want more you imbecile i mean anybody who makes a super bowl future bet six months before a season begins when any number of injuries and a schedule have i need it to live like i just need it i need to see the ticket it's just part of my osmosis Tim, yeah. were you the were Why? you the person who put down 5K on the Jets to win the Super Bowl? No, I wasn't. But again, the fact that the Bengals and the Jets had the same odds in August again gives one hope. Yeah, uh, but, the there was, but there was but there was one. Hold on, there was one team that you said was going to go. I believe what was it, Jeff? Twelve and five, and another team that when we did the AFC over under show that you said had no chance of going over six and a half wins. Do you remember which team was which? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm wrong a lot of the time. And I was dead wrong about, as right as I was about the NFC, I was dead wrong about the AFC. And I was delighted to be wrong. I, could, I like Joe Burrow. I mean, I got mocked incessantly for trading Patrick Mahomes for Joe Burrow in the Keeper League. Yeah, because he, the, that was, that was made still might that not was, be that, a good that, move in fantasy. Well, I, I got the better quarterback and a first-round draft pick. So well, you, well, you, didn't, you didn't get the better quarterback or fantasy yes, quarterback. Yes, I did. I got and, Burrow. And, and, and you got Burrow, and he blew his knee out before he got to play a game for you. It didn't work out for the season, but I ended up in a Keeper League where it's more than just that season. I got the better quarterback. Yeah, you, and a first so, so who scored more fantasy points this year, Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow? I suspect Patrick Mahomes did. Okay, so we're now into year two. You only get to keep him for so long. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. So you lost saying. that on Patrick Mahomes, who outscored him last year because he ended up getting hurt the day you traded for him. And then this year, so now we're into year two, Mahomes outscored him. So the best you can do is break even here. I think I'm probably going to. <laughs> you better hope so, or it's a bad trade. And I got a first-round draft pick on top of it. How, so did, that work? How did that work out? What would you finish this year? Well, I had injuries this year. Who'd you take in the first round? Derrick Henry. Oh, that's no good. Cursed poor Derrick Henry to death. And speaking of obnoxious. I will say that, Jeff, I kind of do like the Chargers bet for a Super Bowl. Stop. Shut up. <laughs> not that I, not, I don't like a bet that early. I think that a bet that early is absolutely preposterous. 
but like going into next year, they are whatever. I just need it. I need it. It's like what I do. The season ends, I go right back. No, that's fine. As long as you appreciate its its preposterousness, that's fine. What did you? Yeah, as long as you can appreciate. Uh, twenty-five to one. That's what, that I'm, seeing. That's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm seeing at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. It seems very short for a team with a, a very good quarterback. That's all. I don't know about. Well, like God will. I don't need to get. Yeah, God willing, they're in the tournament or they'll be held to pay because you can't waste year three or you're gonna be dead to me. Um, no, they won't. Just like you say, I'll never abandon McDonald's. I'll never abandon. No, McDonald's. I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't want to turn this into that, but like. Year three is so pivotal. Like there's no more excuses for him. Not that any, not that I think people blame him for any of the shortcomings, but by year three, like at some point you also have to take the team shortcomings and overcome them because you're right. Just so much better than it. And you see nine coaches changing Staley. Like to some people is a good coach. Some people is the worst and already deserves to be fired that's a work in progress. But if, how do I put this? If you go two years with this quarterback and don't go do something like make a riff, a, a big ripple, then then you're like instantly on the hot seat. And that would go for any coach. You waste Justin's seasons, you should just be on the hot seat instantly. There doesn't need to be any testimonial as to why they were wasted. Just that if they get wasted, you're just on the goddamn fucking hot seat. We can get off them. I don't, I got nothing um, to say on them, but it does warm my soul. Like Tim said, to see the Bengals make a Super Bowl. What will be obnoxious will be because we all watch the league. We get it. But Tim uses the point that, you know, anytime you're going to now his first point as to what, how the jets you're insane when the Super Bowl go away. The Bengals did it. He's not really. And like, how do you counter that? Like, well, yeah, the Bengals did it. But what does that mean for you? Well, it could happen for us because it happened and it happens. So that's going to be his main argument. That's going to be really annoying as we approach, you know, football season. The Chiefs are the favorites right now to win the next Super Bowl. They're plus 650 at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. I like dynasty teams in all sports, though. And I think that people are on board with me on this. Like, when the ratings reflect, it's not so much in football, because football gets great ratings anyway. But when you look at something like basketball, like, the Warriors being really good really propelled the ratings for the NBA Finals. And when the Warriors and or LeBron wasn't in it, then all of a sudden, they weren't so high anymore. Uh, That I think the... With the Chiefs, whether you root for them or root against them, same as the Patriots all those years, at least people have a stance on it. Like you, people. But we like, have a live experiment with that. We have the Astros with the three straight World Series, and people all have strong opinions about them. Yeah, but no one cares. And about, maybe baseball is a bad example because no one cares anymore. Well, the World Series still do pretty decent numbers, and everybody. Chiefs are a dynasty, that. though. Well, this is the other thing: the Chiefs are not a dynasty. They should be, maybe. Well, that, well, well but. But what? what, they what they're not. But no, what they're is not. It though? But we need these teams to. I think I it's, agree. Impo- it's important to have a gatekeeper team in every single, like every single league, every single conference. Like as the Bills said, they put everything they had into trying to beat the Chiefs this year. That's how, because they were of the, course, they were the pinnacle. Mario Williams went first overall because the the Texans thought they could get a player to help neutralize Peyton Manning. Yeah. 
Like, and I think that's important for whether you root for or against anyone. Cause it's like, it's the big bad boss at the end. Like the Patriots being good. All of those years was good for football and it was good for football fans. So they kept winning. That wasn't great. If you didn't like the Patriots, but at least that was the, that was the benchmark team. You had to go I, I to guess, them to get I, I don't know. But like, to me, like I get that the dynasties bring in a lot of the normals, but as a football fan, I was always cheering for the Patriots to lose or i just like seeing seeing new teams in the same way when we talk golf i make the comments relentlessly that you know speed them brooks i get annoyed when they contend in majors a because i'm betting guys who don't win majors but i like seeing other guys get that moment. i'm the same way if i haven't got any investment in a golf tournament i'm cheering for the guys to pull the upset not for the great champions then why then why, I, then why I, were you cheering for john rom this weekend I, I wasn't cheering for John. Rahm. You you tweeted that you were cheering for John Rom. Then you had to delete the no, tweet. No, no, that's not what I tweeted. What? I just thought he might. I thought he was going to win. I wasn't cheering for him. I wasn't cheering for or against anybody there. Uh, but like in majors, when like guys you've never heard of are making a run, I want them to win. I, no, I, I'm not I, talking about guys I've never heard of. I'm talking about guys we've heard of, or even the guys you've heard of like haven't broken through yet. I, I want them to do well too over the established stars. Unless I'm invested, I'm the same way. Like, I, I see those dynastic players or teams as foils for my viewing entertainment rather than than, than anything else. I, I enjoy when they're when they're bested. And seeing the Chiefs lose again, I'm not I'm not pro or anti Chiefs. I just am happy when a team as good as Kansas City loses. It gives me hope. There's nothing that drives me more up the wall than when I see people either in the media or on social media refer to a particular player or a particular team as unbeatable or unstoppable. You did. You, you were the one who did that. You literally tweeted this, I think. Yeah, no, you, I didn't. You, 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 you decided to go take on a straw man in a tweet. No, you see it all the time. From people who? Say that it, from who? You just give see it in general. Give me a name. Give me one name. Any one name, number please. of just, players just one name. or teams. Uh, sure, give me one name. People, say, one that, name, people say that Steph Curry is an unstoppable player, that LeBron James is an unbeatable basketball player, that so-and-so could score on every single possession if they wanted, or this quarterback is unbeatable, this team is unstoppable, they're a cheat code. Well, there was that narrative better, out there after the Bills game. That happens, with every, it happens in every sport basically with all the star players, but it's always untrue. Every player is stoppable. Every team is beatable and people throw these terms around too frequently. And I find it, it's an incredible pet peeve of mine when so-and-so says that, that this player or this team or this style of, of play is unstoppable. It's always stoppable. So you're mad that people use hyperbole on the internet. Well, yes. Okay. And, and then you, I, I, and then you make serious tweets arguing against that. I just don't like that hyperbole. It's, or sorry, it's just one of the things that bothers me. It just does. Well, yeah, you were the one who said it was over, by the way, which you do all the time. Oh, yeah, no, I, I said that game was over because I just looked at the way the Bengals were playing and they were down by 18 points. Well, was it over? And there was, no, there was no reason to think that they were going to overcome that deficit. It seemed incredibly unlikely given the nature of how that game was going. I didn't expect the greatest halftime adjustment in the history of the sport to take place, but well, it did. Jeff, this comes from Kazim, at Kazim on Twitter. And this is kind of putting us into the Brian Flores stuff, is that being a Jets fan is realizing that a rival coach was offered $100,000 to let you win, and you still couldn't pull it off. Yeah, yes. I mean, that, 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 that's an, it's a funny line. Uh, 
that's unsubstantiated that that story as of yet. I have no idea if it's true. Uh, but if it is true, there are going to be serious rep- repercussions for the Miami Dolphins. You well, I mean, it's in the lawsuit that he's bringing. So what, what's happened? I'm sure everyone knows about this uh, by the time that they're listening to the show. But it's breaking news to us as we're seeing it right now is that Brian Flores is suing both the NFL and the New York Giants. Uh, let's see. Has filed a class action lawsuit against the NFL, alleging the league remains strife with racism. Uh, there is. I mean, do you have the text, Paul, to pull up? So here's the Bill Belichick text that ended up coming out. So Bill Belichick congratulated Brian Flores on getting the New York Giants job because uh, he didn't type in Brian Flores into his text. He typed it in Brian and hit the first one that popped up. Thought he was texting Brian Dayball about this. And this is before that Brian Flores actually interviewed for the New York Giants job. So how does how does Bill Belichick have that news before anyone else, by the way? Well, I assume he's got still long, deep, rich ties within the New York Giants uh, organization, right? Yeah, they probably even might have consulted him. Could very well have consulted with him. They might have I... consulted him on the last coach they hired, and that didn't work out very well, to be perfectly honest. Uh, no, it's fine. Flores has released a statement, by the way. Just says, God has gifted me with a special talent to coach the game of football, but I need... But the need for change is bigger than my personal goals. And making the decision to file a class action complaint today, I understand that I may be risking coaching the game that I love that has done so much for me and my family. My sincere hope is that by standing up against systematic racism in the NFL, others will join me to ensure that a positive change is made for generations to come. This, I mean, he probably doesn't coach again, right? Unless Belichick takes him back, like you said. I think it's... If what he's alleging is true in terms of the stories he's telling are true, it's a very noble stand that he's taking. There's no doubt about it. But And he's right that it may very well have career implications, but the truth must come out. I mean, if it's true that, like, for example, Miami was offering him money to not win games, like, that's one of the biggest scandals in sports history. Like, and, and it's huge. It's monumental. If it's true that he was being his interviews were not serious interviews, but were being used just to check a box, that, that's a significant problem that has to be addressed in a significant way. Uh, good for him. If if what he's alleging is true, then I'm very happy that he actually pursued this and put this into the public foray. It was the right thing to do. So it's like major league. <laughs> in a way, I, I suppose they're yeah. they're trying to pay him to lose, and he just kept winning. But... And then they and then they keep winning. Yeah, do, there's do you, a lot do you to unpack with this. It is, but do you think this is the end of him as a coach? Let's say this is all true. And I assume that he wouldn't be filing this lawsuit if he didn't have evidence of all this stuff, right? No, like, I don't think... I don't hold think on. I wanted end. to make the comment that it seemed like he was there at the very end for both the Bears... For the Bears' job and maybe the Giants' job. Although now it seems like the Giants' job was given, was sort of done... By the time, but he hadn't even interviewed apparently by the time the job was yeah. given to Dave. So, but if he gets the Bears' job, is he doing this? I don't know because I mean he was still probably the front runner to get the Texans' job, wasn't he? Yeah, the Texans might want a more of a lackey though, based on the reports. Like it seems like it's a uh, Josh McCowan, um, Jared Mayo, and Kevin O'Connell sort of uh, trio finalist. It would be kind of crazy to me if he didn't get another coaching job because by all accounts, people like him as a coach. He was very successful with, which Tim will attest, a very mediocre roster in Miami, right? 
yeah, I mean, considering the con- significant lack of talent that the Dolphins have, that team was uh, over 500 the last two seasons. That's that's fantastic. I, I mean, mean, I don't know what he's like as a coach. Uh, you know, you hear stories that he was sometimes maybe tough to deal with. I have no idea. But the results speak for themselves. He absolutely should have another opportunity to coach. I mean. And... But he should be a head coach. Like, Pat, you saying yeah, yeah, no, no, Belichick right. would right. offer him a job. He might feel that's beneath him in the same way that. I would agree. I, I, would compl- I, 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 would, I would completely agree with you. Go, but but if... very few coaches are fired and then hired immediately afterwards. No, it's, but, it's but I would also think that. Like, I hate to have to make this link, but he is probably more worthy to be a head coach than Kaepernick is to be someone starting quarterback. Well, I wonder if everyone kind of learns from this Kaepernick thing. Because Kaepernick won his lawsuit, or they paid him off at least to go away. And he ended up with a ton of money about what was happening and him being blackballed. And it didn't seem like, really, like there were people in the media that had his back, but there were players that had his back, but it wasn't a big galvanizing force at the time. I mean, because Kaepernick went through all of that and got blacklisted, and it was clear that the league was basically conspiring against him, if this is Flores outing this and really bringing this to light, this feels like this is going to have a lot of traction. I, I think initially, like this, obviously he's not probably going to be a head coach next year in the NFL as this lawsuit is going on. But it wouldn't shock me to see him back, if especially if all of this turns out to be true. How could you not have him back? Could he go to college? I don't know. I don't know what happens with him. I, I don't know either. It's because it's mean, not, and we're just and we're just speculating here, right? But. I mean, you can go. Look, you can go look at the lawsuit. It's like leaked online. I mean, he clearly acknowledges that 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 he's probably blowing up his NFL career to do this, which was something when the story first broke and we hadn't seen a statement. We're like, is he? Is this being broken without his knowledge, or is he the one sort of yeah. breaking this to us, knowing that it's going to? Look, if my team had a vacancy and we we're looking for a coach, I would be thrilled to have Brian Flores come in, and I, I'm sure there's a lot of franchises who feel that way. New Orleans, Houston, they would all profit, or Jacksonville would profit greatly from having him there. I was surprised with the Bears hire, to tell you the truth. That's not, didn't think they would go defense, put it that way. I didn't think so either, but that's fine. You know, you can have a defensive coach as long as you pick the right offensive guys, uh, right offensive coordinator, right? No issue with it, one way or the other. Honestly, I want a guy who can manage the game. And if Aberflues can manage, the flow of the game. I, I couldn't care less whether he's an off. I, I think it's way overrated to care what side of the ball your head coach is on. Just does he know how to manage the football game? And if he does, then that, that's fine. And if he and if he doesn't, then it doesn't matter what kind of a X's and O genius he, he is. He's not fit for the position. Do you think? Do you think uh, you were saying even before we came on? Like, does Ross keep the team if this is true? I I don't know. I think it's a it's a tremendous tremendous scandal. I mean, he's essentially paying the coach to intentionally lose ball game, incentivizing the coach to lose ball games, which throws into question the integrity of those games. I mean, the league has stakes everything on its integrity. And if he is actively trying to undermine the integrity of the league upon of, of, a, you know, a, a, that he's a, the owner of, of, of a team, my goodness, I, I don't know what the consequences are, but they have to be severe. You cannot allow this type of behavior to continue. It's why last year I lost my mind on this show about potential tanking. I think tanking is a, is corrosive. It's un, it's intolerable. 
in professional sports because it de incentive it it puts the integrity of the game at risk in a way that is not worth it. Your own personal team success is not worth delegitimizing the entire league. And so, had they tanked properly, they'd have Joe Burrow. Well, th- this is the thing they they couldn't even do that correctly. And then they had a second chance and they whiffed at uh, Herbert, who's now clearly was clearly the second best QB in that draft, and they didn't pick him either. So anyway. My, my point is, yeah, that, that if, if, if it is true that the Dolphins were actually trying to pay him, and we don't know what the truth is of this yet. That is, that is consequence- I'm, I'm looking at that, that is Brian Flores's claim in this lawsuit. That's his claim. And if that claim is true, if, if it's substantiated, then the, the, the punishment must be severe and up to and including perhaps losing the franchise. If I were an owner of one of the other 31 teams, I'd want him gone. That's how I'd feel. I'd say, how, da- how dare you? How dare you do that? to your fellow owners and, and the league. It, it, to me, that's unacceptable behavior. Uh, there's more allegations against Stephen Ross in this lawsuit, by the way. So it's the $100,000 for every loss during the 2019 season so the team could tank. Uh, and then Flora, then Stephen Ross got mad at Flores for winning games. Dolphins owner Stephen Ross pressured Flores to break tampering rules to recruit a prominent quarterback. Flores refused. Ross then invited Flores to a meeting at his yacht where he said prominent quarterback conveniently arrived without Flores knowing uh, in a try to break tampering rules again and Flores immediately left and after the incident Flores was defamed throughout the media as someone who was hard to work with although he was just upholding his morals and he was fired for that exact reason that those are his allegations in suing the Miami Dolphins and if those allegations are proven true or substantiated then yeah the punishment for Ross should be absolutely severe up to and including perhaps the loss of his team. I don't think that's too much to ask. I actually think it might be a perfectly reasonable punishment. I don't know. I mean, I'm just thinking about it now. I haven't given it any sort of like mulling over, but that's my instinctual reaction anyway. But Tim, what are you going to feel about the dolphins if they hired Jim Caldwell? I think they should. I think every one of these teams should also hire Jim Caldwell. Like Jim Caldwell's a fantastic, fantastic coach. It's I can't understand why Chicago wouldn't pick him. I don't understand why Las Vegas would go after Josh McDaniels, who I think is a very unimpressive character when it comes to being a head coach over Jim, uh, Jim Caldwell. I don't understand it. Like I think that a couple of teams have whiffed on dra- on their coaches. I think the Raiders are one of them. I don't see success coming from that hire. Uh, I don't, I don't understand well, what's going on here. Well, let's move on from Flores. Cause obviously this is all we know at this time. I'm curious to see how this ends up playing out. I think that people will, if especially if it's, this starts coming out that this is like he has the goods on this. I think that he's going to be fine uh, when it comes to returning to the NFL. In fact, people will probably, sure. as they should, lift him up for exposing all this nonsense that's going on. Whether I mean, he's suing the Giants and the Broncos at the same time, and it's going to be hard to prove the at least based on the allegation made against the Broncos, unless he has concrete evidence. That feels like that one is going to be very difficult to prove. But I'm guessing he probably has the goods on Ross with this one. Probably sending from your Gmail account, Tim. Probably not a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I would expect, if this is true, that we will see him back in the NFL at some point, or he will end up with a whole lot of money never to coach again, uh, if this turns out to be true. Josh McDaniels gets hired by the Raiders. I don't understand this at all from either side. Out of all the, maybe it was the only team that actually wanted him, but why would you go to this division, Jeff? Well, that one seemed weird in the sense that 
it seemed like McDaniels interviewed the Raiders as much as the Raiders yeah. interviewed McDaniels to some certain respect. Despite Tim's comments, it does seem like a lot of people um, do think very highly of McDaniels, and he didn't really go through a process of interviewing with other teams. He just went, see if he enjoyed that Raiders situation, and and he took the job. I'm not entirely sure what would convince him to finally make that move and now making it being um, being the Raiders. But I did watch the entire press conference, and I've watched all of them, if they have them, uh, or the ones that, that have been hired. By press conference, do you mean just them driving to the front door to start work? <laughs> no, I watched those too. Although the Raiders didn't do that with um, with McDaniels. And I'll say Dayball had a very impressive truck. Not a very good front door walk-in first day of school video what has mcdaniel's done when he has but but dable had a great little um i enjoyed his press conference um so going back to that mark davis made made it seem like basaccia was essentially never gonna be the head coach they did interview him but he's like the second gruden thing happened they sort of began a search and they they signaled in on mcdaniel's a long time ago, it seems like. Yeah, well, were they signaling on 15 years ago when he was a hot coaching prospect? Like, yeah, like did they find notes left in Al Davis's desk drawer that said he'd be a good hire? Because, like, I don't understand it. Uh, when he Al Davis on- did mention the the Matt Castle season, so yeah, we're talking 15 years ago. Yeah, maybe. well, this is what I mean. Like, uh, when he hasn't had Tom Brady, this team has been, or sorry, his offensive coaching has not proven up to the task, in my opinion. And then he left the Colts at the altar, which I am still absolutely flabbergasted by and did not like and still do not like. And I'm sorry, I, he's not the person I would turn to in this day and age to give my franchise to when there are just other coaches out there, such as Jim Caldwell, who I think would be a much better hire. So I don't get it. I, I wouldn't want to go to, I, mean, I, I shouldn't say I wouldn't want to go to that division because like it's an NFL head coaching job and like there's only so many of them. And if you get the offer, you should probably take it. But yeah, I mean, you wait this long and then you go to the Raiders, which is a very dysfunctional team with the least amount of talent of the four teams in the AFC West, probably, particularly if Denver can get their quarterback figured out. Seems strange. Yeah, I got, I, it just, I didn't think that he was up for head coaching jobs, which I thought was really No, but the Raiders weird. always do weird stuff though, right? They always hire weird off the wall coaches historically, so. I guess so, but I mean, I listen. The job that he did with Mac Jones this year was pretty good. For I mean, you yeah. thought you thought that Mac Jones was going to be trash, and he turned out to be like okay. Yeah, but I don't think that's got anything to do with McDaniel's. I think that's got to do with him actually being okay. I mean, he's still running McDaniel's system. It seemed like he put him in a good position to succeed. Maybe you upgrade to I don't know is. Is Derek Carr better than Matt Jones? I would say, like, right now he is. Sure, but sure he is. but sure it feels is. like they're similar type quarterbacks, doesn't it? Eh, I mean, yes. Okay, they're more similar than they're different in terms of their physical attributes and the way they play. I mean, sure. Okay, I get it. But at the same time, like... Like, Mac Jones is know. closer to Derek Carr than he is to Josh Allen or something. Yeah, yeah. No, no that's what I was trying to say. You, you've, you've said it better than I have. Yeah. Uh, I just don't see the higher. I don't understand the higher. I don't like it. I, 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 I'm not a Raiders fan nor a Raiders uh, detractor, but like they could have done much better in my opinion. And I don't understand it. All right. Well, the giants as alluded to by Jeff hire Brian Dable shocked. He didn't get hired last off season, but here we are. Uh, he's finally the giants head coach. 
How does this work without Josh Allen now? Do you think, Jeff? Because is Daniel Jones the new Josh Allen? I mean, that would be a huge ask in some respects, but I don't know. I'm very pro Dable. I think he should be a really good head coach. I like the attitude he seems to be showing. There aren't no corny one-liners like the Joe Judge era. Um, you know, Josh Allen is that special. You're not just going to be Josh Allen, but he can definitely create a situation where the weapons can succeed and get the most out of the talent that's in New York. How in, in, a bad, in a bad division, you talk about why would you want to go to Oakland? Well, you, I can understand why you'd want to go to New York. Like Washington's not that great. Philly's not that great. Dallas has got pieces, but they're coached by somebody who's just not capable of being a good head coach. So New York's actually not a bad spot to walk into. Absolutely. I like that's a team that you could turn around pretty quickly, but how long of a leash does Daniel Jones have here with Brian Dable? Like if it doesn't work right away, feels like probably he's the done. Year. Yeah, probably the year, which is all that he really is entitled to at this point, and all that that uh, that Dable should be expected to deal with him. Uh, I mean, it, probably it, is there a, a chance that they just move on from Daniel Jones immediately because it's a new front office, it's a new head now, coach, and maybe they look at him like, nope, not doing this. That doesn't seem to be the case. They've even almost gone as far to say Jones will definitely be there. Yeah, and they have those two high draft picks. I think they'll use them on their lines and try to improve there's, there's no quarterback worth trying to draft early it doesn't seem right so you just you you fill other needs and you give jones a year and if you know you don't have very high expectations going into next year anyway so that's fine and if he doesn't play well then you can move on there are some rumors of uh you know because trubisky was the backup in buffalo on a one-year deal that you know that would be the other type of quarterback but daniel jones yeah, sure. gonna have the job i would think so too for this season uh you get one more crack at it that, that would be fine well, the Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett in a move that can only be seen by everyone as, please, Aaron Rodgers, come to Denver. Him and Nathaniel Hackett like pals or something? I don't know. But, yeah, it is very interesting, isn't it? Uh, well, it seems like it's another one that just seems like a really weird hire, like was where people are like, man, that, that Nate Hackett offense, very good. Or is it they have Aaron Rodgers on their team? It was like holding them together with glue. Uh, it seemed impressive. He seemed like a guy that had a lot of other um, interviews in the cycle. The Jags wanted to bring him back for a second interview. Denver didn't let him leave town. I watched the press conference. He seems like a ball of energy. How I'm was the ride in, though? How was the ride in? That's what I'm interested in. I'm most impressed by the new GM there from last year or last couple years because I don't know that I've ever watched him before. But that George Payton, he's got me worried. Like, he knows what he's doing over there. I mean, step one, fire Fangio. That seemed to work out pretty well. Was it the same guy who drafted Drew Locke? No. Sure that was no. Jonathan. No. Not Paxton Lynch? <laughs> no. I think that was also John. You know, as for the Rodgers to Denver, that's a definitely an easy dot to connect. Um, yeah, we'll see. I think there are a lot more suitors than people want to give credence for. Like, I, I, I'm crazy enough to think Indianapolis Colts very much could be in play. Tennessee Titans very much could be in play. Pittsburgh Steelers very much could be in play. And that's just if we're talking AFC only. Like, I don't know what sort of restrictions 
could be on a, on a trade potentially. I, I don't know. Not, we all but know. What, what's, the, what's the difference between the Packers saying, hey, we could trade Rodgers right now and get something for him, and Aaron Rodgers looking at them and being like, if you don't trade me, I'm retiring. Then he retires. You know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not letting him drive the bus if I'm the Packers. I'll say, you know, you can have some input, but in the end, like, <laughs> you're going to go where we tell you, or you can forfeit all the money. Based on the agreement, is all the Packers have really agreed to do is like try their best to find a situation. Just seems like a promise that they'll work hard with each other to find a situation that's good for both sides. Yeah. And that'll probably happen. At least I I think it probably will. Like what? That Denver just gets to get him on the cheap because he's saying I'm going there. No, not on the cheap. I I, so take, take yeah. the one first rounder because that's the only place I'm going or I'm retiring. Denver would tell him retire. They would. I mean, uh, Green yeah. Bay would. Retire. I would too. I would too. It's not worth it. I'd say, okay, retire. I don't know. The, the amount that you would get back for Rogers, because you're not going to be good right away anyway, that you yeah, might, that's you what might, I you said. May, you they may have as well offer enough. Yeah, yeah. They have to make a fair deal. I thought you were painting it like Denver can lowball them. Rogers being like, I'm only going to Denver retiring. So you should take their low ball if you want anything. And I think in that case, Denver uh, green Bay says retire. If Denver wants to make a, what green Bay sees or what is the fair market deal in the conversations that they're probably going to have with other teams that have to end with, listen, I like your offer, but as you know, I've got to, you know, Aaron's got to want to do this. Like, if they're getting double from a place he won't go, they'll tell him to screw off, retire. That's my point. Yeah, yeah of course I, they would. Yeah, but, I, I, but I don't think that the Packers can say, hey, we're not going to trade you in the NFC. I don't think that's on the table. I think that if the – Then if Carolina's the, in play. Then Tampa, anywhere that isn't, Tampa anywhere that isn't, Yeah, anywhere that isn't the division is in play. So Tampa's in play. The Saints are in play. Carolina's in play. San Francisco. Washington. San, I don't think San Francisco is in play because – it's not like you're trading Lance to get Rodgers because the Rodgers era parent is already there. So realistically, what are the 49ers giving up in this regard? At least yeah. at least sure. with the Broncos, like the deals make a lot of sense. You give up two first round picks, Judy or Sutton and someone else and uh, Sertain or something like that. That's the haul that you get. I don't think they would do that. They would probably just give extra draft picks. I don't think they want to give up any of their young talent. Well, I, I wouldn't either. I, I mean, if, there's a lot that you probably don't want to do. But if you're the Packers, that's what you're asking for. And that's what you would want to get. You want to get one of those young studs, whether it's Chubb, whether it's Sertain, whether it's, I mean, the receiver, you could let Sutton or Judy go. Honest to God. It's like they, they, have, they have enough, they have enough receivers. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. So, and then two or three first round picks for a season or two of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it worked with Manning. Why wouldn't you do it? It worked with Manning. It worked with Brady. We've seen it now as a bit of a trend that you can bring in that old quarterback towards the end of his career and maybe you can get something big done. So, but I, and I, do. I don't doubt. Yeah. Denver is fully prepared for this. It seems like that is their go 1A move. No and, doubt. And of all of these teams, the Broncos, I think, have the best draft pick, don't they? Versus like Tampa or the Steelers or the Raiders. I mean, those teams made the playoffs. Yeah, but that'll the rate the Broncos pick isn't good enough where it can't be superseded with just more juice. It's not like it's a top three, five, eight, ten pick. They still won what seven, eight games? 
Yeah, yeah. they you're, pick. You're, yeah, you're, it's, it's not like they're the Jets, obviously. So it's not like if the other teams are in the low 20s or high teens that they can't make up that 13 to 20 pick worth difference in other picks. Like, that's not an unattainable Correct. pocket. Correct. As opposed to when we would discuss, you know, even Miami making, you know, previous trades, you know, having so many picks, having an initial high pick, um, you know, was such a big part of, you know, any Watson or all those sorts of conversations. Where are the Broncos? The Broncos picked ninth. They won seven games. Yeah, they picked ninth. I think of the ninth pick with seven wins. I guess there were no bad teams other than like the four really bad teams, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's Jags, Lions, Texans, Jets, Giants, Panthers, Giants, Falcons, Broncos, Jets. I live in it. I'm old enough to live in a time where seven wins got you the 15th pick. I mean, let's see. Well, I mean, there's the extra game, too. You have to remember. So eight. how many teams tied with seven wins that they must have come out on the real good end of the strength of schedule tiebreaker for drafts? Washington had seven wins. Atlanta. Who? who, What pick did the Jets have? Who? Seattle. So Seattle had seven wins. The Broncos had seven wins. The Falcons had seven wins. So they had the second tiebreak because the Falcons had seven wins. They had the eighth pick. Wow. Seven wins, getting to draft eight. Yep. So like that pick's not bad. No, it's not. I mean, you could be. I I don't know who Philly would give up, but they have picks fifteen and sixteen. Like they're not even being rumored. Uh, I'm looking at the odds right now for Rodgers, and I think they're just like theoretical odds. I don't know if that you can technically bet on this right now, but Broncos two to one, Tampa plus two fifty, staying with the Packers three to one, Steelers plus five fifty, Raiders twelve to one, Miami twenty to one. I have my doubts it's going to be Miami right now. New Orleans twenty five to one, Washington thirty five to one, retired fifty to one, coaching two hundred to one, TV booth two hundred and fifty to one. Just podcasting count would that count as tv booth the aaron Rodgers podcast that's what he just starts to do this year that would be pretty funny i would Aaron rogers tom brady podcast there's there's yeah there's the new show the 12s if he retires then brady ben and rogers would go in the same hall of fame well that's bad news for ben because he's not getting first ballot then you know, he's still no, it's not like they, it's not like baseball. Like, like there's like five or six people. Yeah, there. yeah they can. They, they just have the yeah, Hall of Fame lets that. everybody in these days. Also, the, the, I'm Tim, sorry. Who lets the who lets people in? The NFL Hall of Fame lets everybody in. Yeah, they're getting that. They, they've gotten down that that road where the standards have dropped. Uh, you think Brady would get the Gretzky rule, or hockey just is so desperate that they um like they're desperate for look at me that they just. This is it. And they did it for Lemieux too, right? But no, if you're football, you don't need to do that. Like in 2027, you actually kind of don't know what the landscape will look like. So you may really want to have had that Brady induction year. Better to wait. Do you think that this does push Ben though, like an extra year? Because it's going to be like the Brady coronation and then the next year can be Roethlisberger. No. No, I don't think so. Even though. I think Roethlisberger's case for the Hall of Fame is not as slam dunk as some people think it is. Oh, it, you, you're you're nuts. Roethlisberger, you if, if I the, think he's getting it. He deserves. I, I he is going to get in. I'm saying Roethlisberger was really good. Roethlisberger probably isn't Hall of Fame worthy, but he's definitely going to go to the Hall of Fame. Look, and he, I'm he, saying Eli is going to get into the uh, Hall of Fame, and and I don't. And, he should either. I I, 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 I think. Listen, I 
I don't care either way. The guy won two Super Bowls. That's usually good enough to get you in if you're a quarterback, because um, that's what quarterbacks get judged on. We think about, and that was that was kind of scaling back to the point that I wanted to make about Brady that we were talking about earlier is how much do Super Bowl matter to quarterbacks? So we were talking about Marino and like where does Marino stack up inside the top ten? Who is he better than? Who is he worse than? And I mean, how would we think of Elway if not for his last two years? As, as like a choker? Would he be McNabb? No, no, because it was, those weren't good Denver teams. They were huge underdogs in all of those Super Bowls. But how so. come we don't think of Jim Kelly in a great light? He got to four Super Bowls, and like we don't consider him a top 10 guy. Well, he's I don't a Hall think, of Famer. He's a great quarterback. Yeah, I don't think to the he, Hall of Fame. He is, but let's say it swings. He They win one of those four Super Bowls. Is he now like considered on a higher pantheon? Yeah, of course. That's just what it is. That's just Actually, I don't know that they really would be. I actually think there's a lot of people who like take great efforts and pains to underscore the fact that just going to four Super Bowls is enough. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. I think but, but, obviously but, does matter because it, to some degree, because it is the championship, but it can certainly be overweighted. And it certainly isn't the, the be all and end all, uh, which again, it just, it, it isn't. Like Brad Johnson. That is a very hyper football, only in football, only at quarterback. Is that a thing? A DB who doesn't win a Super yeah, that's, Bowl. That's not it, true. It's I never mean, brought up. Barry Larkin. Barry Larkin did win a World Series. The Red but like Mike Trout hasn't won a single playoff game in his career. And it doesn't look like the Angels are going to the playoffs. But that's not going to stop his yeah. Hall of Fame. He'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's my point. Like quarterback is the only thing where did he win championship? That's part of the Hall of Fame discussion. Any other position, it's not part of that discussion. As for Ben Roethlisberger, as for Roethlisberger, there's too much. I would say, yes, the Hall of Fames are getting watered down. The one piece of of, um, credence that is still probably really important or carries weight would be being a first ballot. That does that. That's sort of a special thing. And I think Roethlisberger is worthy of that, Pat. And I don't think the voters would want to take away that honor just because another great player was entering that year. I mean, and, I wouldn't give him first ballot because I don't think he's worthy of it. But, but I mean, he is. You, you he said, is worthy and he will be well, first you, you said basketball, right, Tim? Yeah, I feel... Everyone is in the basketball hall of fame. Everyone. Well, there is, th- no, there, is- there, there is no discrimination of letting people into the basketball because it's, it's, it's the world basketball hall of fame. Like if you're a great international player, you're going to be in there. So I, yeah. I, I think what you're speaking of, of when we talk about the greatest, like when we talk about it, like people talk about the greatest players of all time in basketball, then championships get brought in, but it has nothing to yeah, do with the right. hall of fame. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I, I wasn't quite focused you're, on the right question. You're right. I agree. Has a quarterback's narrative, like, just think about the narrative around, from the outside at least, about Mahomes in just the single season. Like, he went from the greatest ever to not the greatest ever to an unbeatable, <laughs> unstoppable greatest ever after the Bills, you know, game to then just being like a guy who's now just part of the great group of young quarterbacks. Like, it's so just in the moment. Now, Lamar Jackson doesn't even exist. When like you're talking about quarterbacks, it's so yep. weird. Yeah, everyone... we live in a very reactive society, and social media, which is 99 percent of the time awful, is not helping that. 
Well, I'm just looking at the quarterbacks that have recently retired or have retired that, or are currently in the league that are probably going to get in. So, Jeff, if I were you, I'd be rooting against the Rams in this Super Bowl because that might have an effect on someone. Yeah, I don't think that really is going to matter. I don't think Phillip Rivers is close to a first ballot. If it was a Hall of Fame on my standards of what the Hall of Fame means, he is not a Hall of Famer. For Phillip Rivers, the Hall has become the Hall of Very Good. And I think third or fourth ballot, I would bet anyone anything they want that he's going to get in. That room of Peter King and cronies are going to get it to him. And if Stafford gets in, that's nice for Stafford. Like Stafford wins a Super Bowl, he can get in too. I don't think it was ever going to be Rivers or Stafford. No, but I just think that when when Stafford retires, Stafford's going to have so many records by the time he retires, just based on the era of football that he came into. And a lot like Breeze in a lot of ways. Because it was my contention that Breeze is a great quarterback, but I don't think that he's a top 10 ever quarterback. Like I never looked at Drew Breeze. And, I agree with you. And been like, oh man, that that's Tom Brady. That's Peyton Manning. That's Aaron Rodgers. Like, no, it's Drew Breeze. I watched his whole career. I never thought of him in that pantheon. I always thought he was a very, very good quarterback, but not somebody who you were petrified that your team was going to play that week. Yeah, now, like, I don't think this Matt Stafford winning a Super Bowl is going to detract that room of Peter King and his cronies from one day letting Philip get a gold jacket, which before people scream at me to deserve it, I agree. Like in the notion of what the Hall of Fame is in my head, like the elitist of the elite of the elite, like the inside 1%, he is not that. But with what it has become, the trajectory that they've taken, I do believe he will get in. And, you know, I, th- you know, he'll just be the guy that played in the era with those other Hall of Famers. He had to beat Brady and Manning and Roethlisberger in back to back weeks to go to dance and can never, never do it ever. Well, well the only guys that are kind of on his heels right now, because he, he retires with Brady, Rogers, Breeze, Eli and Ben. And they're all in before he is, at least in my mind, when it comes to the actual vote. Not necessarily on, like, necessarily who I think was the better quarterback, but in terms of Did actual... Say, what were the quarterbacks again, sorry? I, it wasn't in order, but the five guys ahead of him would be Brady, Rogers, Breeze, Eli, and Ben. I know Rogers isn't retired yet, but... Yeah, yeah, no, okay. No, 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 I, I didn't, didn't catch them all. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, what, what's he got? Two years max, probably? And he's, we'll throw Rogers into that mix. Yeah. I think Stafford is the best Rivers comp. Because he's just going to have, like, you're going to look at his stats at the end of his career. Let's say he doesn't win the Super Bowl this time around. You're going to be like, man, he threw for a ton of touchdowns. He threw for, he has a lot, like, like if Breeze hadn't won the Super Bowl, is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Because he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. No, no. He, I mean, he he retired as the NFL yardage leader. And he won I, the Super I, Bowl. I know, but it, it, it's the Super Bowl that is the icing on the cake. I really think that. Because his yes, career he be. is not a career playoff success. Because it's what it's become. It's a Hall of Fame. It's like, were you a good guy? You know, the voters are going to, like, it's a media narrative. Yes. Drew Carol was Hall the of best Fame. I, we, of our age, in our age bracket, we didn't see Jerry Rice. T.O. was the best wide receiver we have ever seen was, in our lives. It was T.O. or Moss. And, or Calvin sure, Johnson. whatever. I, I agree with everything you're about to but, say. But T.O., for the reasons that Jeff just stated, because T.O., was not a media darling by any means, was kept out of the Hall of Fame for players who were not as good at their position as he was at his for that exact reason. 
Terrell Owens what, uh, should have been a unanimous first ballot selection because of what an amazing player he was. The only player in my lifetime who I believe in all my heart should have been a Super Bowl MVP on a losing team. That's how good he was playing on a broken leg. And the uh, reason it took T.O. till his third year to get in is the reason Rivers is going to get yeah. in on his third or fourth try. Gotcha, gotcha, as dumb, gotcha. as bad as that sounds, again, I'll bet you anything you want. A new set of irons in 2028. I don't know whatever the timeline is. Uh, probably farther than that. We can make that bet. But again, I have all the confidence in the world that that room is going to just the golly gee, Philip River is going to give him his jacket. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right about that. I just think Stafford might throw a wrench into it unless they just decide to include everyone. I still don't understand. I don't know that it was ever one or the other. I I mean, how many of these guys can you put in? Because Rodgers is going to retire. Wilson's going to retire soon. Russell Wilson has a better case than these guys. Yeah, they're going to get in. Quarterbacks were the game. Like, we're just part of it they yeah they'll be delighted they... to have a, a quarterback that everybody knows every year roll around hall of fame time to induct so i suppose and then there's like a and huge we'll... it's funny because after wilson or and or stafford i suppose i would have never considered stafford a hall of famer but if he does win the super bowl i went and looked at his numbers i was like oh shit yeah he's probably gonna be in the hall of fame so and those... it helps when you play with calvin johnson and then you get to play with cooper cup and you get to play with uh you know some of the best receivers that, you know, guys. And I'll tell you, just based on the the previous conversations of all time, didn't Calvin Johnson and Cooper Cup, aren't they one and two all time for receiving seasons? Like, well, maybe you can say that the common link is Matt Stafford. Does anybody believe that? I don't know. But when you look at, that's the thing that so much context gets lost five years after these guys retire that people go back and look at it. And they're like, Oh man, like, look at these numbers. Sure. You don't think that that happens. No, I think you're right. No, I, I wasn't being facetious. I agree with you. And when it comes to T.O., I still don't understand. I understand he wasn't a quote-unquote media darling, but T.O. made these reporters more fucking money than any other receiver ever. You started, Yeah, but there are people who just, they, they 20 years ago, they said they don't like you, and they bear that grudge, and they get to have their opportunity to wield a knife when they're in the room voting. And that's what happens. People get their pound of flesh then. Is Matt Ryan a Hall of Famer? Uh, borderline, but I say no. Like, does he have a, I guess he's going to, oh, let's say Stafford lose. Let's say the Rams lose. Who has a better case, Jeff, Stafford or Ryan? I would say Ryan, but I think neither. I don't know. Ryan Ryan's going to need a set. Ryan will have to get a second wind, I think. Yes, probably. He does have an MVP, which matters to me. It means you were the best player in the league at least one season in your career. Uh, I think that's something that you probably should have if you're a quarterback. Uh, but yeah, there's too many. Yeah, well, I guess. Listen, Rivers doesn't have that, and that can be held against them. And it should be, by the way. And and it I absolutely it should be. I would only say to the other side of that, Roethlisberger also has none either. Which yeah, but is, but he has two is, Super Bowls. Well, sure, but so does so what? So, 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 no, but I just yeah, and, mean, and like, Eli's got to get in. <laughs> we'll see how much. We'll see if the reporters like not being able to beat. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. We'll see how much that's held against Rivers. And he, I mean, he's not, doesn't deserve no blame for that because great quarterbacks overcome those sorts of, of things. Um, you know, but I, I don't know the guy, you know, we'll see in that room. I'm sure the people making the case will be like, listen, he couldn't beat Peyton man, uh, Tom Brady. Like what, 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 that's what he's supposed to do. 
Well, I like look at like I said, those guys all retired. So there's four guys that have the case. Rogers is most definitely in. I think Wilson is most definitely in. If you retired tomorrow, that would be the case. Then you have Stafford and Ryan. But then there's gonna be like a feels like a ten year gap before we have any other quarterbacks who are sort of in that conversation. Like we have all these guys retiring at the same time, and then we're into Mahomes and those guys who probably have another 10 to 15 years left in their career right now that there's going to be this weird gap so maybe that works in favor of someone like Philip Rivers like you said Jeff that like third ballot fourth ballot kind of thing when we're running out of the Brady's and Breeze's to put yeah. in they can put him when in. when we get to that if you guys we're all very I don't know the exact dates but it probably felt like early 2010s through like 2014 15 even 16 it felt like we were in a true quarterback epidemic in, in America. Like we had like five to eight, like a couple of the super top. Then you had about eight quarterbacks you trust and everyone else was really bad. And it feels like this hall of fame gap you're speaking of Pat correlates to like that exact window of when those guys were supposed to have their careers. And maybe Matt Ryan can overcome that you mentioned tony romo i don't think he's a hall of famer but you talk about people who are beloved i don't know i see i don't i think that he'll eventually get in for broadcasting and that's how they'll get around it because he's not getting in on numbers yeah i wouldn't think so but there is a dearth at quarterback at some point yeah but it's not like it's not not baseball they don't actually care if like nobody who's interesting gets inducted that year well, should we talk about that for a brief second about how ridiculous it is that Bonds, the greatest player of all time, is not in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I mean, I'm of the I, I, the, my view crystallized that I would have punished him by not voting for him for nine years in a row and then putting him in on the tenth ballot, and so he should have gotten in this year. I, I think it's he and the Rocket both should have got in this year, and I think it's terrible that they didn't get in this year. But doesn't your theory on what you would have done? isn't that in many ways encompassing of the problem because you're taking it to such a fine line to the end and then hoping other people see it as you see it yeah. at the very end, which puts this in a, in a situation where they miss baseball oh. likes to eat its own in a way. Football would never people. Oh no, it's true. Baseball play true. baseball reporters. If they could, they would like tear down the sport. They would ruin the sport in a way that, when we were younger, like the preeminent, your your Jay Glazers, your Peter Kings would never, like they would hold a story that could probably super advance their careers if it would have done the damage that, um, you know, the steroid thing did to baseball. All steroids, did to, all, all steroids did to baseball was make people watch baseball. That's it. But football was smart where every once in a while they'd pop someone with like a good name value for steroids, like a Merriman level player. Yeah. Like they never totally ignored it. They would just once in a while pop someone like important enough, but not super important to be like, okay, they're like watching it. I don't know. I, I would say that I, I'm trying to remember of all the steroid suspensions that I can think of in football. And I feel like they're all chargers. Like Gates, what are you talking about? Merriman. Those are like the only two I can actually remember who were suspended for steroids in football. Who else? I don't know. Just those, and Peyton those. Manning's wife ordered them. Well, we have breaking news in this Flores stuff, by the way, which really ties both of our stories together. You want to hear this? I am all ears. Is it bad for Miami? 
it kind of ties in both the headlines that we were talking about today. So the quarterback that Stephen Ross allegedly wanted Brian, Brian Flores to meet on the yacht, who would you think it would be? Is Watson? it Aaron Rodgers? What's that? Is it Aaron Rodgers? Watson. No, no see, I would have thought Watson. The answer was Tom Brady. Okay. That's being reported by Joe Shad. Uh, blue checkmark Miami columnist. So, this comes out from Flores. Brady retires. Brady would probably be what charged with tampering because of this because he wasn't a free agent as of yet. Was it? Was it? I, I was under the impression, by the way, that story was told that this was in 2019. Flores was the coach in the 2019 season. This is where Brady was like still under contract with the Patriots, I guess. And yeah, they but, were deciding. But if they cut, but if they caught him now. And it was, and he wasn't a free agent apparently at this time. Uh, this was before Brady was a free agent. That Brady would be suspended going into the next, going into next year for tampering. Would the player himself be punished? I don't know. If the player would be punished. I think the coach and the teams would be punished. I don't know if the player. Would yeah, be I don't, I've never heard of a player being punished for tampering. I don't know. You don't think they would want to make an example of Tom Brady? They seem to like to do that. Well, no. yeah, I mean, he'll be the first first ballot uh, Hall of Famer to go into the NFL Hall of Fame, which was suspended for four games for cheating. But wasn't it proven that he didn't cheat? I don't care. That is a talking <laughs> point I get to use the rest of my life. I don't care if it's true. Yeah, just what like Tim. That he missed the games. What is true Tim, is that he missed the games. Just like when Tim freaks out or likes to use that my incident with the card sleeves, when he, in reality, would have lost his mind, Pat, to walk up to a store, see something five feet away from the person you're talking to that you want to purchase, being told they'll only sell it to me if I buy it online, and I'm standing right there, okay? What would Tim have done? I don't know, but I feel like I would have comported myself with a little bit more dignity than you did, Jeffrey. <laughs> the entire comment section underneath this tweet is just, Flores cost us Brady and Burrow? Dolphins fans, Tim, your favorite. Yeah, how, well, how, how is Dolphins Reddit going to be tonight? Well, let's just say I am going to, like Kyle's father in South Park, pour myself a glass of wine, crack my fingers, and uh, <laughs> open up that comment section and see what uh, Dolphins uh, message boards look like. So you uh, think this story will detract Garyan from taking their head coaching job? Well, Gar <laughs> Garyan did say that in order to take this head coaching job, he was at the gym last night. He's got to lose 40 pounds first until he can really just actually take this job. Hey, he, that guy looks just like Garyan, right? It's yeah. actually quite terrifying how much he looks just like Garyan. And I am I'm very much for this guy. Um yeah, I think he's pretty jokes. I, 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 I would like to see him get the job. I, I I'm excited to see Jim Jim uh, Harbaugh in Minnesota, which seems more and more like a done deal. Oh, really? Uh, Apparently Harbaugh's begging them to get the job. Yeah, like he's going back for another interview. I think it's a very interesting spot to go. And the team has got a ton of talent he can win with right away if you plug him in there. Well, did, I agree did, with you. Did you see who replaced Aaron Rodgers in the Pro Bowl, Tim? I did. <laughs> it was who else but Kirk Cousins? Uh, you know, once again, Kirk Cousins takes precedence over Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, I did see that. Uh, interesting stuff. Yeah, Dolphins read it. Yeah, Dolphins fans not happy. I'm looking at it right now. Well, I wouldn't be either. I, I, I would be apoplectic if I thought that, you know, let's just say I'm a paying uh, fan who went to games. And you're telling me that I went to games where my owner was trying to fix it? So that my team could lose. Oh, I, I, I would be inconsolable. Inconsolable. 
I, I can't begin to imagine just, it's just so unethical and so unacceptable if this is true. I just can't, you can't have it. You can never have it. You can never have it. It's why the whole, oh, it's so cool. Teams should tank, blah, blah, blah. It's caustic and people should stop encouraging it. It's bad, bad for the sport. All right. I think that will do it on the Pat Mayo experience. We made it through a week with no games. Now we can come back next week and talk about all our favorite props. Yeah. Football's over anyway. Whatever the over-under is for the Pro Bowl, I always recommend the under. Bet on, if you're playing DraftKings Showdown for the Pro Bowl, just take tight ends. Take, make sure your flex is filled with the tight ends because tight ends like don't come off the field in the Pro Bowl. There's only so <laughs> many of them. <laughs> That's a fair point. It's a fair point. I won't watch a second of the Pro Bowl. but uh, I didn't even know they were having a Pro Bowl. I thought they just... The Winter Olympics start this weekend. Why would you watch the Pro Bowl when the Winter Olympics run? All right, give us some Winter Olympics takes because Cam, Rob, and I are actually doing the Winter Olympics show for Thursday. But Tim, I know you love the Olympics. So... You got any takes? I don't have as many takes for this as I would for the summer games, only because I love the summer games much more than I like the uh, winter games. But I do see that DraftKings has posted the over-under for Olympic gold medals for the United States at eight and a half. Take the over. I think that is the way to play that. That has dropped, by uh, the way. They, it, it opened at nine and a half, and the under got smashed. Did it really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you know one uh, thing they're favored in? hockey that would make sense the americans i don't, I don't know i'm you asked me i mean I how could they be favored in hockey i don't know because none of the good i will say i know that I, I i believe that the swiss skier uh marco odermatt he i expect him to win the super g <laughs> uh i do i think he'll win the super g uh remember remember i said that and i uh I, what I do like about the Winter Olympics is that there are several sports that I think the common person could do if they wanted. You please not can, can you level. can you give us your definitive list of Olympic sports in the Winter Olympics that you think you could do? I've long said, and so number one would be I could be the second or third person in a four-man bobsled. Oh, he doesn't. Ski, you don't doesn't have ski. you don't have the sprinting speed to get to the line, pal. I think I could figure that out. You have picks so that you don't slip on the ice. I want you to know that's as crazy as your um, 10 yards and three carries claim. No, I don't think so. I, I think being the second or third guy in like, a four-man league. Tim, when you watch football, team. when you watch football, do you get infuriated? Like the 49ers, second and one at the 40. Run the ball. Well, they did run the ball, but you can't like you you could get ten yards on three carries, and here are these professionals. They can't even get the yard. Well, no, like, everybody knows it's coming. I, no, I I know what you're trying to do, and no, I, but I, it does annoy me when people don't get the. I think it's you could get that yard, but it must be more annoying for you because you literally sit there like knowing you could get the yard. I feel like I could probably get you the yard in most circumstances. Uh, I think the biathlon is something the average person can do. It's it's skiing and shooting i i think that neither of which you can do i can ski i ski a little bit in my life i'm not the worst how many times have you been on a ski hill half a dozen times oh my! and you could be in the olympics and you have to fire a gun you can't be as i've stated before you're not even allowed to use real scissors you have to use safety scissors they're going to give you a gun that's not true i also think i i mean i could never do it at a level that would be anywhere close to olympic caliber but i mean downhill skiing sure Ski jumping. You, fun, sure. 
Yeah, ski what jumping. What sort of hills do you think they're going on? My man, my man, I don't think gravity is going to be on your side in the ski jump. You, you have no idea what you'd be in for. The top of this triple black diamond. You, you, like vert. So I mean, there are some things I think are way too difficult. I think the moguls. I could never do the moguls. Uh, the half. Do you think you could get I down could... a different the hill a different way? Well, you just take larger, longer uh, switchbacks rather than the ones that they've got sketched out. Right? You've skied six times, and you think you could take down like a slalom hill that they're going to run? It would take me a lot longer, yes, but I mean, I feel like it could be done. I mean, a, take a lot longer because you're going to be airlifted out of there. <laughs> I think it would be that bad. Uh, what are some other winter ones I think I could do? I, I could not do skeleton. That would be too terrifying. Um. Yeah, I think all the bobsleigh. Probably could do all the bobsleigh. Um, the cross country skiing. I mean, have you ever? No, that is a legitimate question. Have you ever actually been cross country skiing? One time. It when is I was, so hard. It was difficult. I, I wouldn't be good at. It. I'm not saying I could ever do any of this stuff at Olympic level because I couldn't. You're just saying like that you can put on it. So, so your whole claim is that you know how to put on a pair of skis. That's the extent of you doing these sports. Well, that's what's what some of the attraction of the Winter Olympics is. Everyone can sort of picture themselves doing this, that, or the other, and then seeing how much better that. that Wait, they that doesn't out. happen in the Summer Olympics. Yeah, yeah so, so the hundred meter and, you and could, a track. Yeah, you it can't do the hundred meter at the Summer Olympics. It happens even more at the Summer Olympics. Why it's they're so much more enjoyable and 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 and, and great. I actually, I, mean, I much prefer the Winter Olympics, but that's me. Now there's just fewer sports, right? So That's great. Just it's fewer, fewer sports. I don't have to see the same sport over and over and over. There's only so much fucking swimming I can watch. Like I like the the long distance cross country skiing because it's like the marathon of the Winter Olympics. But no, it's it's, it's, like, it's like that horrible long distance speed skating that the Netherlands wins every year. Just give yeah, me the, I like the short give, track. Give me, give me give me the short track. That's like NASCAR. It's like the last lap of NASCAR. Let's go. Yeah. I, well, but I mean, like, yes, I prefer the short track speed skating for sure. The long track is fun. Uh, in terms of just there's a there's a grace and a beauty to it, but yeah, the short track's more exciting. There's no doubt about that. Get my man Apollo Ono back in there. And to answer your question, Jeff, how many snowboarding events are there in the Olympics? Because I guarantee you, the Americans are favored at them all. The only reason yeah, that, that snowboarding exists in the Olympics is yeah. to give the USA medals. You're right. I and, think and the Japanese Canada, are and, also in Canada to a lesser extent too. Yeah, I would imagine that that's right. Who is Ross Rebliotti still the most famous Canadian snowboarder ever? I can't name a single other Canadian snowboarder. No, there's like him. a McCormick. This is a guy at the last. Oh, there's that fellow who's on the news all, or not the news, in the commercials all the time. Yeah, that's right. Who won a, a McCormick or something? Yeah, right. who won Olympic medals? Uh, Hoagie Nark, uh, Sean McCormick. <laughs> but again, like Canada's, Canada's why you're different. Like you win a gold medal and chug a beer, you get to host the Amazing Race for a decade. And well, go. and that was an unexpected gold medal on home soil. That was a very exciting event. Or you can win a gold medal, test positive for weed, then become a weed spokesman ten years later when it's legal. Yeah, that way more than involved. ten years, but yeah, you're you're right. Well, what, what I will say though, no, this what, is when, the Olympic when, when was when was the Vancouver was Nagano. That was Nagano. I thought for some reason I thought that was the no, Vancouver no. Re- Re- Rebliotti was Nagano. Uh, oh, I would that? say this. Do you remember that awful N sixty four Nagano Olympics game? No, yeah. but oh, I so remember bad. so bad. The Bob Cole call, like if Canada scores here, there will be ten minutes of you know what, well, followed I, by you know what. I still remember Ray Bork taking. There is pandemonium the here tonight in Nagano. And yeah, Bork taking the shootout shot instead of Gretzky. 
and left Gretzky on the bench. Yeah, that that was smart. Well done, well done there. Yeah. And then they won. In Sa- they they won in Salt Lake. Did they win in Vancouver? They won in Vancouver. The hockey. Yes. Game, right? Yeah. They, they, they lost at in uh, in in Turin, but they won at Salt Lake and at uh, Vancouver. I know. And the, Sochi. I I know the NHLers aren't going for any of the countries. They didn't win Sochi. Yes, they did. They beat they beat the Swedes in Sochi. No. They just didn't. Then the stars didn't go in Pyeongchang. Oh, I'm thinking of Turin. Sorry. Yeah, Turin. They lost. That was Sweden, Finland in the in the championship. <laughs> so yeah, so, Turin was bad because I was in college and we were like up partying at 6 a.m. and it was a lot of disappointment. I feel like I won a bet with someone because I bet on Switzerland against Canada in hockey and I think the Swiss beat them that year. Yeah, it was. It was not a good year. 2006. Uh, six. Yeah. Yeah. 2006. This is the Canada hockey. It's sort of like a golf, like when a really good golfer who's supposed to win the tournament collapses late, like they can finish like 12th because they stop caring once they can't win (laughs) Canada. Like when the tournaments go bad, like they can floor out too. I feel so is Russia just going to like dominate everyone at men's hockey now? Well, Russia is not in the Olympics. Oh, yes, that's correct. The Russian athletes, Russian Olympic Committee athletes will be there. So are they, are they just going to dominate this then? I think that, I don't know. I, I feel like the United States are probably going to win the most gold medals. No, no, no. I, I meant in hockey. Are Russia going to dominate hockey? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. They're going to have, I mean, they're not going to have all their guys, but they'll have more of their guys in any other country. They'll, yeah, have, they'll have all the KHL guys. Yeah, I would certainly imagine so. Who's who's, uh, they probably... who's better right now at women's hockey, the U.S. or Canada? It's like no a idea. tie. Yeah, no idea. Free medals <laughs> for both <laughs> countries. I'm not excited for these Olympics. I mean, I'll, I'll watch every moment of them because I'm an Olympic junkie, but I'm this is the least excited I've been about a, a Olympics in a very long time. Whereas, I hope I'm so excited for Paris already. No, that I, I'm, Pat, I'm cheering for some like awesome controversy. Like I want an athlete to win and just run their mouth and and take shots at China and then go missing and the world like <laughs> goes on this mission to find them and then we find them everyone's okay in this scenario right yeah but i want some crazy drama like, like, wasn't ryan lochte like kidnapped or something in rio no that was fake <laughs> didn't he fake that i don't yeah, remember he did fake it you like fake got beaten up in the bathroom or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I don't like Tim, know. haven't you seen, they've told the athletes like to bring burner phones and yes, like get, get like a sh- extra shitty laptop. Don't bring your actual like home laptop. Yeah. If I were competing in the games, I'd be leaving the second <laughs> that my, my discipline was over uh, and going home. Remember those Michael Phelps minutes where he reviewed things with his seven gold medals. Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I do. Gossip. I don't know. I'm more excited about the next pretty good treading water. Seven gold medals. I'm just more excited for Paris and then Milan for the next two summer and winter Olympics than I am for this one. The Iraq war. And then LA. Tim, the Iraq war. Not a lot of water. Half a gold medal. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) That that YouTube video must be like 15 years old. Well, it has to be. It was 2008. Yeah. So 13, 14 years old now. Good times. Yeah. Now, I look forward to the moguls. That is the only thing that I look forward to at the Olympics, really, that I will tune into. And you don't I, like the luge? No, I don't like the luge. The luge is really boring. You see, what, you see one of them go, and then it's all the same after that. Okay. I mean, the moguls is great, but 
The Moguls looks so hard, and it's so much yeah, like it's, it's so, impossible. And, and short track speed skating, I do really like as well. Other than oh, that, fun. What, what's the what's the one where it's like bumper cars skiing? That new one. Oh ski yeah, cross. like ski cross, ski cross. Ski cross. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care for that. It's just really stupid, and people run into each other. And there's also like snowboard cross. So yeah, Canada will will get some medals and and all that stuff. All right. Am I crazy? Do they even have like winter bike cross? Like oh, the velodrome? Is that yeah, that's something? No, like outdoor like snow biking. I I, I don't think so, Jeff. Is, is snow that. biking a thing? Oh yeah, people get like the big fat tires on their bikes. Yeah, like like dirt bike track, but snow. Yeah, is, like I think they're called fat tires. I think that's what they're called. Like is, people do like snow is, biking. Is break dancing in this Olympics? No, that'll be in Paris. Yeah. How come, I get how, come no, with, how come there's no MMA in the Olympics? I don't know. They guess they haven't applied for it because there's probably rules and regulations that the IOC have out there that they'd have to abide by. Yeah, but all that you, all you have to do is grease the right wheels and you're in. I don't know. I think the IOC doesn't need them and they don't need the IOC. Yeah, but yeah, Dick Pound's like, I could use a billion dollars. <laughs> So yeah, I'm rooting for a major international incident. I am not rooting for that. I am not rooting oh, for shit. A Hold on. Incident. I take that back. Don't I don't want you don't guys. Gap. Like, I don't mean like. You, you, you hope that it's something comical, not something tragic. On the over-under of kidnappings, I want under 0. 0.5. Jeff wants over <laughs> 0. 0.5. Where we differ on this. All right. Political disappearances. I want under 0.5. He wants over 0.5. Anyway. I just, I don't want to end this in a dark place, but it's like a very bad, like as a Jewish person to be asking for an international incident at the Olympics, like brings up a certain memory. So I want to walk that back a bit, but (laughs) But only a bit. Yeah. I want some controversy. I'm going to shut up now. All right. Well, uh, Vote in the Custies. You can vote for Jeff Feinberg if you like. You can vote for Pat Mayo, Paul Shaughnessy. You can't vote for the coin, or you can vote for Tim Andergust. Tim Andergust. That is not my name. I mean, this is, I mean, it, this show started off very poorly for you in terms of the vote for Tim with the email, but Jeff just kind of, you know, he pulled himself back in a little bit to it here, I think, Tim. His his pro-kidnapping platform is not going to be popular. No, it doesn't have to be a kidnapping. I just, you know, I want to see somebody just run, like, I don't know, win your gold medals and then run your mouth. China's a real problem. Well, I agree with that. I don't think that these Olympians want to start getting into that. It could turn out very poorly for them. No, I'm sure. Yeah, that's easy for me to say. I'm sure the chef de mission have all told them, like, just go home. If you're going to say something, just go home. Yeah, fly back to whatever country you're in, then make your comments. Yeah, Yeah. so I'm hoping an athlete does the least advisable thing they could possibly do. Are, Are you surprised that no country's boycotted this? No, because that really would suck for the athletes who it has nothing to do with but it does seem like all these countries that are have this great deal of evil have have made have all consciously made huge investments into world sport as a way to you know well tim maybe someday you can go to the olympics and you can be a part of the north korean cheering section that they pay you for 
<laughs> Look, LA. I, I told you, I, I want to go to Paris in 2024. I think that'd be a great experience. All right. We will try to make that happen on the Pat Mayo experience. In order to do that, we need some more Apple we, reviews and Spotify we reviews. Cover the golf. We could go to the Club de Golf National and cover the golf in Paris. There we go. But we need those Apple reviews. We need those Spotify reviews. We need people to sub to Mayo Media Network because I will be a free agent by the time 2024 comes around. So maybe I can work that into my deal. Wait, they have to send all of us. Whatever new contract that I negotiate, they have to send us to Paris and we get to cover the Olympics while we're over there. That'd be a good time. Yeah, but if you're not a rights holder, you're really going to get sent to the middle of nowhere. I, mean, just I don't some... care what it is. I'll, I'll co- we, we can cover archery. That'd be great. We, we don't need to cover anything. We can just do our show from Paris, and we go to the games, and we can go to wherever we want with a press pass, and then we just talk about we can it. We see the horses. We can Tim, go see the horses. But why go to that croissant we're going to have will be just as good at Tim Hortons. Yeah, well, I'm not, uh, yes, <laughs> sure. Well, no, no, listen, French food is the finest food on the face of the earth. I, I don't think you could get one as good there, but just to be able to see the Olympics in person, in in, in in Paris, I mean, my goodness. That fresh pasta will taste just like Tim has it at Olive Garden. That's right. That's right, Jeff. When Tim said that they passed the torch to Zach Wilson, someone was concerned that Zach Wilson might light himself on fire within the next week. Okay. That would be bad news for you, Tim. Would you admit the curse was real if that happens? He had some sort of burning accident? No, no, no. There is no curse. Like instead of trying to snort a Tide Pod, he tried to smoke a Tide Pod and just... All right, that's off. enough. That's enough, people. We'll right. talk to you all next week. We will be back next week with the Super Bowl picks, Apple reviews, Spotify reviews, sub to the channel, sub to the newsletter, smash the like on the way out, and we will see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.